um, talked with some of the ladies, and some of you are here. Um, we started talking about how to live your best life. So I had information about this much information. We got through about this much information. So I'm going to do just a quick recap because um, God has just downloaded a whole bunch of stuff here that he wants you to hear. So I'm just going to do a really quick recap on last week, and then we're going to go into um, the rest of that message. So how to live your best life. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Sign me up for that, right? Let's live our best life. Well, everything good starts with God and starts with his word, Right? So, first we looked at, well, if we want to have our best life, we have to believe in Jesus as the risen Christ. We have to have that relationship with Jesus. We have to have trust in God as your all-sovereign, all-loving, all-forgiving Father. All sovereign, that's one of those church words, right? So that just means that we need to trust and know that he is our supreme power. He is our go-to. We go to him first. We trust him. We trust him. He is supreme in power and authority. And then as a child of God... As a follower of Christ, we are Christians. And we are to live as Jesus lived as well as we can. Of course, Jesus, when he was on earth, was fully God and fully man, right? He didn't sin. He faced the same temptations that we face. Think of the ways that you are tempted. Maybe where you falter. Jesus faced the same temptations and never faltered, never sinned. He was always strong. So he, he's our role model, right? He's much more than that. But our example we want to live as he did. So we're going to follow him we need to guard our choices we have the same temptations he did we know right from wrong don't we sometimes we still choose wrong don't we okay that happens it happens but to be a follower of Christ we want to guard our choices we want to watch our words we want to make sure our choices our words, our actions, our attitudes are always honoring him. So guard your words. Sometimes we can get lost in our feelings and our words can get away from us, right? Especially if it's become a habit to say a bad word or you get caught up in maybe saying not so nice words about somebody, okay? We can all fall victim to that. But to follow Christ, we want to 
work at getting better at making those correct choices, those right choices. Because ultimately, as a child of God, I want to please him. I want to honor him. I want people to see Jesus, right? So it matters how you treat each other as well. Don't tear each other down with your words. Don't give in to that anger. Don't give in to that impulse. God's word tells us to build each other up. We need to build each other up. Sometimes that is hard. So choose your words wisely. Be encouraging. I think Adam said something about that in prayer. Be encouraging. Be quick to forgive. Not always easy, is it? Be quick to forgive. And how about this one? Zero gossip. Don't get caught up in someone else who's gossiping. Walk away. Or maybe politely change the subject, and they might realize what they're doing, right? So be that role model. And I love this word, exude love. Exude love. God is love. That should just ooze out of you. God is love. Share that love. We're commanded to do so, actually. So, you might be thinking, when I mentioned temptations and how we falter, you maybe had something that crossed your mind, and maybe you got stuck on that. I don't want you to get stuck on that. There are two words that I want to briefly talk about before we continue. Two words that a lot of people get confused I did at one time I did not I could not verbalize the difference between these two words so what do you think conviction condemnation heard those words as a child of God just heard Adam say it the Holy Spirit lives within you thank you God because he is our helper he is our guide When we make that wrong choice, you might feel, initially, you you might feel instant guilt. Or maybe shortly after, it might hit you like, you know, you really shouldn't have said that. that. That hurt that person. Or you shouldn't have done that. That was the wrong choice. Right? We feel that inside when we've made that wrong choice. That's the Holy Spirit convicting you. And that's a good thing. Because that's him saying, whoa, wait, pay attention to what you're doing. It's not God honoring. So if it was offensive to somebody, we apologize, right? Maybe we have to forgive ourselves if it was something that we did. We need to forgive ourselves, right? So conviction. Conviction's from the Holy Spirit, and it's a good thing. But that other word is condemnation. If you get stuck on feeling that guilt, then you're going to sit there and feel condemned. And you don't want to stay there. Don't want to stay there. Quick story. When I was a young mom with my firstborn, 
the young mom, I went through a period of a lot of stress and anger and hurt, resentment, not about my child or toward my child, but who did I take it out on? My toddler, who I'm supposed to be teaching, right? I yelled a lot. And when I would do that, I knew it was wrong, but I was so wrapped up in my anger, I took it out on him. I don't do that anymore, just for the record. <laughs> That's very bad. Don't do that. But I felt guilty. I, w- I felt shame. Here I am with my child, who I love. I'm supposed to be teaching right from wrong, and I'm yelling at him. I don't He left his toys out or something, right? He's a toddler. So I got convicted of that. Unfortunately, I stayed in that condemnation for a long time. I let that shame and guilt eat me up. I let the enemy beat me over the head with it. God does not want you to do that. Recognize, feel that conviction when you've done something wrong. Apologize, make it right. Apologize to God. Ask for forgiveness. Forgive yourself. And change your ways, right? We need to repent. And you've got to move on. You can't stay stuck in condemnation, okay? So as I go through some of these, you might think, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. I do that. Don't get stuck there, all right? God has given you joy and peace. And that's where he wants you to live. Joy and peace, all right? Okay, so um, I'm going to go through a lot of scripture. If you have your Bible, there might be a couple in the back, um, or if you want to open your Bible app. We're going to look at Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's a little word that is a big word. Three little letters, all. We find him when we seek him. Is, is he hiding? Is there any, any time we can't find him? He's always right there. He's always right there. So seek him, find him, when you seek me with all your heart. And we're going to talk about that little big word. So when you are in the midst of something, some chaos, some stress, you've got something you're dealing with, turn your focus to God. Focus on God and his goodness. Focus on his love. He will change your attitude around. He is there always providing, always, always. But you got to turn to him. He's always there. He doesn't move away from us, does he? So when you're in the midst of something and it's hard to put that smile on your face, it's hard to get out of bed, it's hard to get through your day, focus on God. Focus on God. I promise you promise you, your, your outlook will change. Turn away from that situation. Turn away from 
hate around you, mean people around you, whatever it is that is getting in your way. A negative attitude. Sometimes just that simple prayer in the morning. Lord, help me with my attitude. Help me with my attitude, right? So turn away from that negative, sinful attitude or atmosphere and fully surrender all to God. That's a tough one. Another quick story. So there was a time that I came to my, my final big surrender. We still deal with little surrenders throughout our whole journey. But my final big surrender, that, that last piece that, that was mine, I knew what I was doing. I'm doing it my way. Doing it my way, even though I knew enough of God's word, I knew enough that it said not to do it that way. But evidently, I thought I knew better. Things didn't turn out very well. So that final surrender was on my knees, bawling my bedroom floor. Saying, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. That was the final surrender. Just that confession, God, you're right. Imagine that. God was right. His ways are right. They're not always the easy ways, are they? They're definitely not the ways of the world. It's not the way we see everybody else doing it, right? Everyone else does, it, does that. We've got to get rid of that. Surrender that. There might be something that's the Lord's bringing to your attention right now as, as we're talking about surrendering. Remember that. Okay, that's something that maybe God wants you to deal with. Let's look at Jeremiah 24, 7. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me, wait for it, with all their heart. Not just the parts that you're ready to let God take control over, right? All your heart. It's a game changer, guys. It's a game changer. Give him all of you. They will be my people and I will be their God. God made you, right? He made your heart to desire him, to want him. When you feel that loneliness or you feel that boredom, don't you love it when God starts talking to you and you're talking to other people? When you're feeling that loneliness, you're feeling that boredom, turn to him, right? He's there. And I just believe that he has planted that desire in every single one of us. So it's him that we want. It's him that we need. 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. 
To share God is to share his love. And we're called. We are commanded to do that. He doesn't ask us, hey, if you think about it, will you tell somebody about me? Will you be an example of my love? He doesn't ask us. It's a command, and I will show you that in John 15, 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you, period. How does God love us? Enormous, right? He wants us to love others that way. Are we doing that? If you are in a debate with somebody, an argument with somebody, a heated conversation with somebody, if you ever hear someone say, well, the truth is somewhere always in the middle, you might be having a heated conversation, right? The truth is always in the middle. You can find some common ground. You can find that common ground. So I challenge you to find that common ground and then work from there. Because remember, that person that you're having this heated conversation with, God loves them as much as, as, much as God loves you. God created them the way he created you, right? He doesn't want us arguing. Some people enjoy debating. That's okay. That's all right. Find the common ground and work from there. And remember to show love, respect, right? Treat that other person the way you want to be treated. Sound familiar? Focus on God. Focus on his love, the way he loves you, and then show that. Because we have to keep that goal in mind. What are we talking about? How to have our best life. If you're so busy showing kindness and love and focusing on God, you're not going to have time for that other stuff. You're going to have your best life. You're going to feel the joy and peace that he has given to you. You will feel it more. You will want it. You will desire it more. And it's there. You have it. So where did we start, right? Everything good starts with God. starts with his word. So it makes sense when we wake up in the morning to ground ourselves, right? Ground ourselves in prayer, in the word. The word tells us, this is my sword, okay? This is my weapon. So if you're not already, get into the habit. Say a simple prayer. Before I even open my eyes, it's good morning, Lord. Initially, welcome him into your day. Invite him into your day to walk with you, to guard your thoughts, guard your words, guard your actions, and your attitude. All right? I promise you it will make a difference in your day. Let's look at Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. 
then you will be prosperous and successful. Does that mean we're going to have a million bucks? No. No, but you can still be prosperous and successful right where you are. Keep the law always on your lips. God wants us to know his word. You're never going to know this inside and out, okay? There's a lot in here. But know it enough that you can speak it. Know it enough. So to do that, he says meditate it. Meditate on it day and night. Wake up and read, read a verse. And then think about that all day, right? Meditate on that. And he goes on to say, be so that you are careful to do everything in it. Remember that last thing, big thing that I had to surrender? I knew it was in here, right? He wants us, he wants us to follow his word. Some of you have heard me say this a lot, and I'll keep saying it a lot. His word is simple. He has all your answers Everything laid out, simple. Now, I didn't say easy. He's laid it out simple. We tend to make things difficult. But everything is in here. So meditate on it. Get to know it. Feed into your relationship with Jesus. That's your most treasured, most important relationship. Invest time in it. Read God's word. Get to know him. Read the book of John. Get to know Jesus. Study his word and know it. But do it. We can learn it. We can know what we're supposed to do. We can know how we're supposed to handle those stressful situations. Then you got to do it, right? Know that with Christ, as a child of God, you are stronger than your enemy. Do you let the devil push you around? He knows that if you have Christ, he knows that he's stronger than you. He doesn't want you to know that. So you need to know that. You need to know, as a child of God, I am strong. I am stronger than the devil. He has no power over me unless I give it to him. And how do I do that? When I choose to sin, and it is a choice. When I choose to sin, I am giving him that invitation, aren't I? So there's another reason to do the right thing, (laughs) a good reason. You're stronger than the devil because Jesus is in you and Jesus is stronger. You are stronger with Jesus. And Jesus, God, has already defeated the devil. That makes him mad. He doesn't want you to know that. If you're walking with Jesus, you are victorious. Are you walking like you're victorious? Do you feel victorious? You are victorious. You're walking with Jesus. We've already won, guys. Don't let the devil put those blinders on you. Don't let him deceive you. He is a great deceiver. So know it and believe it. 
and put on the armor of God every day. I'm not going to go through all the verses because that would take us a whole nother hour. But if you have not read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, those are great verses to read in the morning. Protect yourself. Put that armor on. What, what is armor, right? It protects us. It's strong. Okay? God's word. God's word. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. We need to have that complete trust. I talked about that. Faith. Faith in God. Let's look at Hebrews 11, 1 and 3. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. We know God formed the earth, the waters, created people, the animals, right? We know that. Anyone disagree with that? No, we know that, right? Did we see him create everything? We know that through faith. We know that through faith. So we have to have faith in God. We've got to have that complete trust in him. If you are feeling anxious, depressed, angry, those are feelings that are not from God. So that's kind of a red flag. Wait a minute. Why am I feeling this way? God doesn't want you feeling that way. It's, he didn't give you that. He did not give you fear. He gave you joy and peace. All right? So we need to trust in him. I talked about my big surrender and that's when I found this next verse. That, so this is kind of turned into my favorite verse. Psalm 62, 2. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. What is a fortress? Again, safe place protection. I turn to God for my safety, for my provision, for my protection. God, and it says, I will not be shaken. You can stand on God's word, and God's word will, will turn around any situation. Make sure that you're going to him first. He's your refuge. He is your safety net. He is your provider. How about Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5? I sought the Lord. Takes us to do that, right? We have to choose to do that. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Don't stay in that shame, right? Turn to God. And you need to do the turning. You've got to do the work on that one. 
And finally, Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. I still remember when I first heard or maybe when it first made a real impression on me. Um, this is a while ago, and it was a past coworker. We were having we were having some difficulties at work, not here, someplace else. We were having dif- difficulties at work, and he quoted this scripture: "Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters." Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. If you're at a job, you might have a job, like it, don't like it, tough days, right? We all have some tough days wherever we are. Remember, what you are doing, you're doing to please God. You're doing it to show honor to God. If you're at work and you've got a boss, yep, you've got you do what you got to do, right? For sure. You might not like it, as long as it's legal and and, and God honoring, right? Sometimes we have to do those things, but remember, put a smile on your face, and remember that you're serving God. You're pleasing God. And that's what we want to focus on, the beginning and the end of every day. I'm not here to serve a boss, to, I should say, to honor. What I do, I do to please God. Right? So work for the Lord. So remember that we are not staying in condemnation. Again, you may thought of something that you've been wrestling with, something that you know isn't quite right. Deal with it, okay? Don't let it take you over. Don't let it keep you in shame. Don't let it keep you in guilt. Okay? It's just, that's just the devil. Keep, he keeps beating that over your head. Okay, don't stay there. When we do or say something that we shouldn't, apologize, forgive yourself, Learn from it. We all make mistakes. Learn from it. And don't do it again. Right? Change your ways. Change your direction. Repent. It means we need to turn away from from that sin. Turn away from that bad choice. Go in the other direction. And lean on God to do it. Because that's where your strength comes from so that you can do that. No shame, no guilt, no condemnation. Turn back to God. Focus on him. Open your word. You'll find the strength. So I want to leave you with this. And I loved that last song because God is so good. Um, these are things that you can say, the, say them out loud in your mirror if you need to, if you, if you really need to get these down into your soul, okay? I want you to believe and to know that you are loved unconditionally. I don't care what it is that you've done. I don't care what sin you're dealing with. God loves you. 
He loves you. He loves us in spite of ourselves. And he is never going to love you more than he loves you right now because he loves you that much. So you are loved unconditionally. You are protected. God is our protector. You are forgiven. Yes, whatever just popped in your head. You are forgiven. You are victorious because you walk with Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. And you are accepted. You are chosen. God chose you. You are chosen. And he adores you. I love that word. You're adored. And you are redeemed. Thank you, God. Thank you for those new mercies every day. Thank you for the grace that he gives us freely, freely. And you are free as a child of God. And so much more. And if you liked all of those, there's lots more in here. Go find them. There's lots more in there. He talks to us all the time through, the, through his word, through prayer. Just have a conversation with him. I leave you with this, John 14, 27. Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. God's peace. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's very strong. He says, do not. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Because he's always with you. He's always got your answers. He's always protecting you and leading you. We need to tune into that, don't we? Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you that, you that you have given that to us so that we can learn to know you better and know that you do protect us, you do love us, you do guide us. Thank you. Thank you for your love, your forgiveness that guidance, and so much more. Thank you for giving us all that we need to have our best life. Thank you for being that provider. I pray all of this in Jesus' name, and we all say, Amen. So I hope that you heard something in there that maybe sticks with you. I hope that entices you maybe to open your word a little bit more. And I'm not pointing any fingers because I need to do it more too. So open your word a little bit more. Enjoy that. And go with God's peace and have a great night. <laughs>